Welcome back in, everyone, to the Lucky Bets podcast. Dylan Corbett back in here with us today. Dylan, I'm just going to, before we get into the show, I'm just going to say you whooped my ass last week. Uh, whether it came to prop <laughs> bets, DFS, uh, it was all bad, all bad for me. Uh, but let's hop into lines. Let's get yes. right into it, right into the meat of it. Uh, there's there's five five lines that I saw last night putting this together uh, that, you know, I'd be interested in taking. And I was even, I even looked at it and I said, you know, if I put 25 bucks down on this for a parlay, how much would I make out of it? Five grand, five grand I would make out of this parlay if I put them all Okay, together. I like it. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it or not, but right. we're going to take uh, the Giants plus 300 against Green Bay. Uh, Detroit plus 143 against New England, Seattle plus 192 against New Orleans, the Jets plus 190 or plus 150 uh, versus Miami and Dallas plus 196 against the Rams. So the five money line underdog parlay. I like it. I like yes. it. Uh, what are some thinking there? I will say I do have the Giants marked on here. There are just a couple of spots that I think are intriguing. Like, you know, I think that Bears number is a bit too large. Chicago always comes and plays Minnesota tough, even at their place. I know, like, I don't have Sunday ticket because I don't have cable. So I am stuck either watching the Vikings or some crap game every week. So I, I've watched way too much Chicago Bears already this mm -hmm. uh, year for what it's worth. But. Yeah, yeah, the Giants are super intriguing there because I think the Packers uh, certainly, I mean, I was on New England spread last week and they nearly outright won with uh, Brian Hoyer and then Zappy, right? Yeah. Uh, something about this Packers team, man, they're vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're, they're winning games. So the MO of the Packers has just been win the game, never looks pretty, but they get the win. The Giants are looking pretty all right this year. I mean, three and one yeah. Saquon is obviously a huge part of that team because he's been either hurt or not playing well the past few years. They haven't done well. He's at full strength and they're three yeah. and one. So, I mean, and he's leading the NFL in rushing yards right now. Yeah. So he just looks real good. And, you know, Packers, they play a little lackluster. It's going to be in London. Uh, so that's right. I think I, it's a sneaky one, and the biggest biggest uh, line I'm wanting to bet on because I think the Giants can be a little sneaky this week and maybe maybe sneak one out, go four and one. Uh, and fun fact: last time they had this good of a start, they went four and zero. Oh. 2011, they won the Super Bowl. So hey, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but hey, it's it's the best start since then. So uh, maybe Detroit, Eli will come. He'll come out of the booth and take him to the promised land, uh, like he did. Maybe, those two maybe they'll do a Manning, a special Manning cast for the Super Bowl if uh, the if the Giants. Yeah, win. right. Eli's playing. You saw him. Uh, he went undercover and like tried out with Penn State. I said, you know, it looks like he still got it. I guess. Oh yeah, uh, the Jets against Miami. I just Miami with uh, Teddy Teddy Two Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, no, they're not a good defense either. I mean, we've seen just them get routed, ball moved on them so much by every team so far. Zach Wilson didn't look terrible last week. Uh, no, thank goodness. So let's go with it. Dallas, I don't know how I don't know how Dallas can be the underdog against LA when LA can't score offensive touchdowns. 
it's that just doesn't make sense to me uh cooper rush sure he's the backup but he hasn't lost as the starter for <laughs> yeah. dallas so uh, why not quarterback controversy yeah um no dallas is interesting i'm playing uh, i'm streaming their defense a lot in fantasy this week you know hoping the sacks pile up like they did for the niners we saw um <laughs> Yeah, I will say, so how about that stat? You like that, that T.J. Watt uh, in his career has now not played in seven games since he was drafted by the Steelers, and they're 0-7. They were winning that entire game, and the Jets, of course, come back. That was a plus-money dog winner last week. You're looking to do that again. Let's go to Thursday night, because you and I are rivals tonight. Um, yeah. All right, what's your read on the Broncos, and then I'll, or just the game overall, and I'll give you my thoughts. Broncos are fucked, man. <laughs> I mean, we've got now now the two running backs in our backfield are Melvin Gordon, who's fumbled every single week. Fought, and fun stat, go go to last year. He fumbled in that the last game he played too. So five straight games he's fumbled the damn football. Uh, Mike Boone looked like he didn't know what the hell he was doing out there. He'd run routes completely incorrect i mean he'd be in a spot yeah. and he's supposed to be somewhere else so and then we bring in what was it uh latavius old Murray. latavius yep old latavius still kicking and running you know he might end up being the lead back uh towards the end of the year because who, who the fuck and we gotta have the run game to set up the pass game we don't have a run game now it's yeah. just it's a it's a whole mess but no jonathan taylor for the colts tonight Yep. I, I still like the Broncos. This, this is uh, the running back batch we've got tonight is just disgusting. I think Philip Lindsay might be getting carries for the Colts, you know, this Again, is, against yeah. his old We're, team. Why not? How about that? We're deep into the practice squad bin already for running backs. I was targeting Mike Boone on the waiver wire and all of a sudden, oh, Tavius Murray's been like, great. Okay. Of course, he's going to steal that as a veteran. Yeah, um, I, I picked him up because I literally I just have Damian Harris now, so I, I need yeah. someone. I've got I've got DeAndre Swift, so I'll be okay yep. with that once he comes back. But shit, I um my only thought here is what has happened as we'll get into best and worst teams against the number here. Um, what has happened every single time with the Colts when they are expected to win and comfortably win? They have been destroyed like it's not been close jacksonville tennessee houston they ended up tying but that was you know they had no shot covering that when they have been expected to get crushed or just no chance at winning what have they done they beat the chiefs i don't think anyone's giving them much credit tonight no taylor the run game's been terrible even with him matt ryan he looks terrible out there but if you just looked at his box score numbers he's like fourth in the league in passing yards actually had an okay game last week if you could say that um, why not? I, I've got the Colts winning outright here. I know it's very tough go. uh, going into Denver winning prime time. I, maybe this is a chance for Matt Ryan to showcase, hey, this isn't a total dud flop of me coming here prime time. No one's really even watched the Colts. They've just seen the highlights of getting blown out. Maybe we get to see something. But where's Pittman Jr.? Now all of a sudden he's going to be shadowed. Paris Campbell, like it's turning into last year's Falcons where all of a sudden Ridley's gone and we got nobody. Right. Um, how about yeah. Alec Pierce though? Is he any, is start, he's, he's starting to get on the fantasy relevance meter, um, because he's a rookie. I liked out of Cincinnati. They draft Jelani Woods. You don't know where he's going to show up or he's not going to show up. Matt Ryan's just looking for anyone to throw touchdowns to. That's why yeah. Mo Alley Cox is popping off. Uh, I've yeah. got a Colts winner tonight. <laughs> uh, even though I'm obviously biased. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be. I'm projecting it to just be a shithole of a game. Uh, may, maybe this will be the game. Both offenses just look real good. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, the only thing I can hopefully expect is that the Broncos' defense is pretty good. So yeah, that, that that's all I can bank on. But I guess I guess we'll see. I, I'm not too excited about it. Uh, glad that I'll be at work tonight, so I only have to half watch the game. I'm kind of getting up for it. I'm having a buddy over. I might throw it on. I might throw a Matt Ryan jersey on, you know, get it going. For what it's worth, yeah, this total is disgusting. It's at 42. Almost 90% of the money is on the under. You know what that means, <laughs> that I love the over, that I love yeah. the over. Uh, so maybe we do get kind of like a 24-27 game. I think that would be a nice surprise for football fans. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, any other lines you're looking at or we good to move on? Let's move on. And if we are going to best team against the number, do yes. you have a guess for who it might be? There is one team who is perfect against the spread through week four. Is it Detroit? Um, Detroit checks in at three and one. There are a handful ah. of teams at three and one. All right. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. I'm not too sure. Maybe Seattle. Seattle checks in at nope. They are down. Uh, they're at two and two. Ah, My old right. squad, the Atlanta Falcons, a perfect four zero against the number. Say it ain't so. Um, yeah, so they have been perfect against the number. Part of that too, and is, here's what I love about spreads in college football in the NFL is that you only get in the NFL. You get what seventeen games to kind of assess your season, right? And it's a great indicator of how your season is doing if you're say your record isn't great but you're you're great against the number like you're a team that was better than expected this season according to vegas you know and vice versa like who would you say right now uh every team is at least covered once but there's a ton of teams that are one and three uh like what are some teams that flash in your eye is maybe underperforming this year if you were to guess maybe a handful of teams that have not performed I'll give you a quick one. Denver's in there at one and three. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Col- Colts the- are in there at one and three, too. <laughs> the Rams, probably. Yeah. Rams. I guess. Yeah. Rams um, have been terrible and they've been coming <laughs> off as the Super Bowl champs. Like they're getting all these inflated numbers and it hasn't been close uh, right. in these one and three against the numbers. Yeah. Uh, probably the Bengals as well, I would have to guess. They're Cincinnati's picking up a little bit late. I think they're even at two and two, Uh, uh, unless my eyes aren't uh, deceiving me here. Minnesota one and three. That's Mm. been another underperforming Jacksonville's two and two against the number, but when they've covered, it's been no sweat. Like it's, it's been, (laughs) you placed your money and you've walked to the teller before the end of the fourth quarter. Um, Buffalo's actually been pretty good. Philadelphia also has been strong this year, three and one. Heck yeah. Uh, it's, it's always nice to take a look at those kind of numbers uh, when placing some of these bets. Cause it, yeah. it's just like, we'll get into it right now. Just some good betting advice. Uh, good, good things to know when you're going to go put money down on some games. Uh, what's some other, other advice you have besides just looking at who who's covering uh, throughout the year? I, I think the biggest thing I do is since I'm, you know, I, this is my, I've been gambling pretty seriously and like sports. I think sports is are almost, almost, we're almost completely into sports and gambling being intertwined where I'm looking at every game 
and just crunching these numbers. Like right. it's not just fantasy. It's not just the NFL as a sports fan, but it's also like, all right, how can you, where's some profitability in here with these teams? And we're kind of talking about that. I, I love fading the public. So it's like, Hey, everyone seriously. And there's, I, I'm able to see these percentages on the action network. Like I, I do think if you are serious about sports gambling that you should, it's like a couple bucks a month to just kind of see this data. The action network is a great way to track your bets. I think tracking your bets is key. People don't want to be like, ah, oh, I don't want to put pen to paper. I know I'm doing all right. Well, this way you can be like, wait a second. I've lost three straight weeks in a row betting on the Rams. Or it's like, hey, I've like all of a sudden I can't win when I'm betting on road underdogs. Like I, I like looking at trends and being able to kind of see like, okay, where are some profitability in between the numbers betting? But yeah, I would say key in on where the public's betting. I like fading. Kind of my key thing is every single day, I'll just hop in, look at some lines and look at data. All right, where is 90% of the bets or more? I Usually my cutoff is 80% of bets are on what? Let's say 80%. They're not. They're close. But 80% are on the Broncos tonight. I'm on the Colts. Like, go. it's kind of like it's not a perfect system, but you're going to more times than not be if you pick your spots in that 53 to 56 percentile and winning and fading the public uh you got to be disciplined i don't like really changing unit size but yeah it's all about kind of just you know getting that sample size out there finding what you like and uh definitely my key is looking at percentages and when everyone thinks something's going to happen more times than not i like to be the guy that's on the other side of things when it doesn't happen and there's sometimes where there's going to be a no sweat win like Oklahoma against Nebraska I go back to a couple weeks ago oh man yeah Oklahoma's going to blow them out ah, not so fast they blow them out okay I'll get <laughs> laughed at there next week everyone's on Oklahoma I'm on Kansas State Kansas State cash is a plus 300 money line winner and I still stick with my I'm like oh man Nebraska screwed me am I going to switch on my philosophy no stay diligent Kansas State that's my biggest advice is fading the public. Nice. Nice. So you're going to go out and place bets uh, this week or in the future. It's keep those things in mind. Cause uh, you know, this guy, this guy knows what he's, what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, that's why we got him on the show. Hey, <laughs> all right, let's hop into DFS. Uh, we are currently tied at two and two. Um, as I mentioned, you spanked me last week, 131 to 82. You beat me by nearly 50 points, uh, but you had Josh Allen go off for over 30. Saquon had a good 18-point game. Brandon Cooks oh. finally cashed in with a touchdown, got 18.7. And how about EJ Hawkinson leading all fantasy scores, 39.9 fantasy points. Um, I don't see that happening again if I'm on Ross St. Brown is in, but Jared Goff needed somebody to throw the ball to. And I kind of called my shot with uh, that being a good, good fantasy game. You had the top two quarterbacks being uh, Jared Goff and Geno Smith. So uh, if you, if you had anybody in that game, you kind of cashed in a little bit. Yeah. I streamed Geno. Uh, it was great. I was looking at that game too. Cause I'm like Geno or Goff. And I'm like, wait, Goff's kind of struggling in garbage time. He goes for over 40. It was crazy. So yeah, you won with either of those guys. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, Josh Reynolds in garbage time all of a sudden racking up a nice game, too. Yeah, it was interesting. I ended up winning, like, my fantasy group of, like, 12 people. So, yeah, it was just a good week for my lineup, and uh, we'll see if we can keep it going. You yeah. started off. I got to let my dogs out. Gotcha. 
And I finally cashed in with Geno Smith uh, getting my second fantasy win. So that was nice as well. At the quarterback position, we're going with Zach Wilson going against Miami. Miami is 31st against quarterbacks. Uh, Zach had an 18-point game last week. He's projected 16.6, going for 5,300. So we'll take Zach Wilson going up against Miami, who I think uh, defense is definitely struggling there. And they've got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And I already said I'm going to pick them going against Miami. So let's let's cash in on Zach Wilson this week. I like it. Are we finally ready to trust Wilson Rogers and my guy Brady now? Like I've been listening to a fantasy podcast, which calls him like the Hall of Fame circle, which is all, all of a sudden you were benching them. And now all of a sudden you're kind of like, eh, all right. I got a lot of questionable guys on here. So hopefully this, this is kind of a speculative lineup, but I've got it here. We'll lock it in for the podcast. I'm going Brady against Atlanta. You know, I hope it's not they run if they're up big, but in case it is, I mean, look, Falcons have been in an impressive team. They're 4-0 against the number, so maybe Tampa Bay is in a throwing match. So I'm kind of handcuffing myself here. I've got Brady and Fournette. It's my one-two punch there. Uh, so Brady's only 6,000. Fournette 69. And I'm ready to go on the Brees Hall hype train. He's my other running back here. 5,400, questionable. I think he's going to play, and if he does, he's all of a sudden the lion's share in that backfield. They're ready to really give it to him. So that's my uh, quarterback and two running backs there. Yeah, I don't mind uh, Brees Hall. I've been trying to uh, – my running back room is in shambles now. I had Javante Williams in two leagues. So mm-hmm. uh, really looking for a lot. I threw out a trade for Brees Hall. We'll see how that goes. But uh, my running backs, I'm going to stick with the hot hand of Jamal Williams uh, without DeAndre Swift in that backfield, even with DeAndre Swift in that backfield. He's been great. I think uh, the stat that I really like is three out of the four weeks he's played so far this season, he's got two touchdowns. Mm. Why the hell not throw that into your fantasy lineup, especially – if he's the only back in that backfield, they're going against new England who is fourth against fantasy running backs, but it's new England and it's Jamal Williams. So he, he's going to get his touches. Uh, he's projected 16. He's 6,500. We'll go ahead and take him. And then, yeah, we're going to stay in that same game. I'm taking Damian Harris against Detroit. Who's actually 31st against running backs. Uh, he's projected 13.2. He's 5,600, but he's another guy who I think he scored three of the four weeks. So give me the chance at those touchdowns. I know Ramondre Stevenson's in that backfield. He's going to take some of that, but uh, it's normally Damian Harris getting into the end zone. So that's that's yep. the running backs I will take on that. I will say for that too is like I think there's a stat, something like the last 24 games for the Detroit Lions, so it's basically been since the Dan Campbell era, like a running back has scored – in 16 of those like and it's been monster games so uh, right uh, should be monstrous there for you and with Damian um, Harris right. he's he's scored I think going back to last season in like 18 of his last 20 games so I love uh, it I love let's it. get touchdowns in here uh I've got the most expensive receiver Cooper Cup look what happened this past week I know it was in prime time so not much DFS value but it was incredible. He set a new record for targets. I mean, they were just peppering him with the ball. I was, I lost to the, uh, oh man, it's my word. I have one, one and three team, maybe two, one and three teams. And it's the league I care about the most. And I have cut, just go off. I score one thirty. doesn't matter. Cause 
my opponent put up 180. I couldn't Jeez. even tell you his lineup. Everyone popped for 25. It was, you know, he had Hawkinson. He had, uh, he had everyone. Um, all right. I've got cup. I think a lobby is the best receiver in that saints locker room. Um, so I'm going to play him relatively cheap there. 5,700. Then Jalen Waddle, questionable. Hopefully he's fine. How's he going to do with Teddy? Well, he's a little bit more of the short yardage guy where Tyreek's going deep, so maybe a couple of targets there. And maybe I just utilize some receptions to get him. Touchdown would be great. Get him in that 12 to 20 range. Right, yeah. I, I don't mind uh, Jalen Waddle, actually, as the top receiver for Miami if uh, Teddy B is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Teddy B, obviously, is that short yardage guy. Um, the quick passes get the ball out of Teddy's hands quick so definitely a good play there I'm shadowing you here with uh, Chris Olave uh, he, he's just a target hog hopefully Jameis Winston's back because he, he's a lot more targeted with Jameis Winston he still had a good game last week 16 16 or 17 points with uh, Andy Dalton but it looks a lot better if it is uh, Jameis Winston right we're gonna take Stephon Diggs going against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's 28th against the wide receiver position. He's projected 18.5. He's 8,400. But when when there's a guy as obvious a number one as Stephon Diggs, got to believe there's going to be a touchdown. Pittsburgh, again, if TJ Watt isn't in, I don't know how much longer he's going to be out. But apparently Pittsburgh can't stop any offense without TJ Watt. So. Go ahead and give me Stephon Diggs. And let's take CD Lamb going against the Rams. Rams are 31st against the wide receiver position. Uh, Lamb is projected 17.8. He's 7,000. And how about this? Back-to-back 20-point weeks. Give me another one. Uh, helps me in normal fantasy. It'll help me yeah. here in DFS. So let's get another 20-point game out of CD Lamb. Yeah, see, <clears throat> he's been fine with Rush. I was really worried, too. Who do you like more, just as a hypothetical? Like, who do you trust more going forward, CD or Brandon Cooks? CD. I mean, yeah. he, he's performed. Brandon Cooks right. just finally got in the end zone last week uh, and still yeah. didn't score as much as CD Lamb did. So, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I Brandon Cooks is an annoying That's guy. I've, I think I had him on every single team. Uh, I've traded him away in two leagues, mm. trying to trade him away in a third. So, uh, you know, hopefully he continues to do all right because I think he's a piece I won't be able to move in the league that I still have him. And you still uh, got to start him, right? You know, yeah. you still throw him out there. Yeah, I'm you with can't, you. You can't not start a guy who gets a decent amount of targets, but he's just not doing anything with them yet. All right, I'm rolling with the double tight end uh, move here to save some money in my tight end and flex spot. Schultz, come on, let's get in the end zone at the Rams. Uh, Rams are really good against tight ends. I don't love that, but I'll throw him in there. Um, David Njoku finally getting a lot of targets. Um, you know, maybe if he scored, he'd be a little bit more of an automatic plug-in. But again, I'm saving some money here since I got cup. Um, so I'm gonna go with Schultz and Njoku. Gotcha. Uh tight end position. I was flip-flopping between the two tight ends in this game. Landed on Dallas Goddard going up against Arizona. Arizona's 32nd against the tight end position. He's projected 10.1, only 4,700. I really wanted to go Zach Ertz just because his bottom line has been 10 uh, every game. And I was like, do I I take that consistent line or do I take the chance of Dallas Goddard scoring more than 10 going up against a defense that normally isn't very good against tight ends? So I'll take Dallas Goddard. 
And here, here we're going to get a little risky. It's going up against Buffalo, who is risky. fifth against the wide receiver position. But with Kenny Pickett coming in, mm. not quite a few targets. George Pickens. Yep. Give me that rookie receiver. He's already proven he's a hell of an athlete. Um, and I believe himself and Pat Fryermuth were both like over 50% of the target share last week with Pickin or with uh, Pickett. So it's not a great matchup, but I'm just hoping for a decent amount of targets for George Pickens. Maybe he scores. He's only projected 9.7, pretty cheap at 4,300, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take the chance there. Uh, I think he could have a pretty decent game. I love the boom potential there, certainly. Um, all right, we've been talking about him too. I mean, this Cowboys defense, uh, look what the Rams just did against the 49ers defense. Um, you know, what was it? They like someone threw out over sacks in that game as one of their plays. That was the lock of the century. The Rams didn't even have a sack on their defense, and that thing still cashed going away because the Niners were just were just slamming Stafford into the turf. Um, I think Parkins, uh, Parkins, Parsons is going to do the same here. Cowboys defense, uh, look, they're they're helping Cooper Rush stay undefeated. You know, they're making it real easy on him. Uh, Rams, we talked about the start of this podcast, is they've been on a Super Bowl hangover. What if that continues? Um, you know, and maybe Dallas's defense is the one to win it for them. That'd be big. But I think this is going to be really public. And maybe people stay away from the Cowboys defense because there's that potential that Cup and Stafford go off. But I think they're going to be a popular pick. I'm on them. Yeah, that's who I've got. Uh, All right, there it is. You, yeah. You've got uh, Rams. Their their defense or their thirty second two defenses. So like every week that the defense against them is probably in that top three for defenses. And the fact that you know you can get uh, the Cowboys defense with that kind of potential for only twenty five hundred. Yep. Hell yeah, that saves you a lot of money. Gives you room to work with uh, the rest of your lineup and. I like it. Uh, Cowboys defense, pretty legit, I would have to say. So, something's right. got to give two and two. Who's going to take home uh, this week? Uh, I just, if I do lose, I'd rather not get blown out by 50 points. So, let's uh, hope that it's a close one at least and gives us uh, some some little bit of sweat uh, going into going into next week. All right, let's hop into prop bets where you are also just kicking the hell out of me. You've got 19 points. I'm sitting at 13. Uh, I, I need something I to change. Two there. Yep, because I was, what, down by four, three or four last week, and uh, you picked up a few on me. So let's start out with Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. Who's going to get more fantasy points? Hurts going up against Arizona. Jackson going up against Cincinnati. Something's weird with the Ravens. <clears throat> they've, they've blown two, what, 21-point second-half leads or something. And I think it's because they've been trying to go air raid too much. Mark Andrews has been popping off one week, not the other week. Uh, they don't really have an identity. Eagles have their identity, and the Cardinals are terrible. Uh, Give me Hurts. Yeah, that's what I'm going with, too. I mean, Lamar is, I'm pretty sure, the quarterback one. Yeah, right. But I picked him last week to go up against Josh Allen. He let me down. I didn't yeah. get that. So we're going to stick with Hurts. Like you said, the Eagles have an identity. Their identity is Jalen Hurts. So yeah. I'm going Hurts there, uh, as are you. So not making up any ground there. But 
at least if you're wrong, I'm wrong, and I don't lose any ground. Uh, Zach Wilson or Cooper Rush? Who's going to have more passing yards? Zach Wilson going up against Miami Rush against the Rams. That's a good one. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go with Cooper Rush there because you said it. Shockingly, even with Jalen Ramsey, this team is not good against the pass. Um, You know, I'll go with Rush because I feel like Zach Wilson's a little bit more of a threat on the ground. He was fine through the air. He kind of he was a gamer to get the win. I don't know if in true passing yards, I'll go with Rush. I I didn't write down their stats from last week, but they were pretty close. I think like maybe 20, 30 yards uh, difference passing. So go ahead and give me, give me Milson. I'll take him. (laughs) I'm I'm riding that, uh, riding the train of Zach Wilson, probably going to be my guy for the rest of the year. Um, Mm. Just because my other option is Matt Stafford. So, and then I don't have another option in my other league. It is all Zach Wilson. So Let's let's ride that train. Derek Henry or Nick Chubb? More rushing yards this week. Uh, Henry's going up against Washington. He had 114 last week. Chubb's going up yeah. against the Chargers. He had 118. So they were only four yards apart last week. I think both these <clears throat> both these guys are about to go off. Uh, Commanders are like the worst defense in football. Chubb's obviously the best running back. Henry's starting to come on again too uh chargers without bosa obviously are appetizing i think just volume chubb's gonna get it because i think Tannehill might have a good game that could be a high scoring offense where they're forced to throw or an offensive game so i'll go with chubb there there again identity talk here they're mm-hmm. just gonna keep running it you know even if they are down they're still gonna try and get back in it through chubb and i was really hoping you'd take uh derrick henry because nick chubb <laughs> has been I think he's only had one game under 100 yards so far yeah. this year. So, uh, and I mean, the carries are there too. Like he's almost at 20. He, they're like the last guy that still feeds the running back like 25 times a game. Right. And I think this is going to be a game where you can you can comfortably play Nick Chubb. You can even comfortably yeah. play uh, Kareem Hunt. So, uh, yeah, I think both running backs are going to eat pretty well. All right. So, two guys that you wouldn't have expected to have big old weeks last week, uh, but they did. Damian Pierce and Rashad Penny. Who's going to get more fantasy points this week? Damian Pierce going up against Jacksonville. He had 25.9. Rashad Penny going against New Orleans at 28.7. I believe both of them broke off huge runs, which kind of supplemented uh, those points. But pretty close, and two guys you don't expect to have huge fantasy weeks. Yeah, no kidding. Pierce, I'm a little bit, that makes more sense to me. I've seen p- people like Penny, and I guess, yeah, he has paid off. It's like, I just don't know what, you know, Seattle running backs have always been sketchy for me. Uh, I like Pierce a little bit more, and I think the matchup, again, he's another guy not getting the touch as Chubb is, but damn near close. Um, so I'll go with Pierce. I think a better defensive matchup there against Jacksonville, who's been sneaky good on defense. Um, you might get me here if you're going different than me, but I'll go Pierce. I do like Pierce for the fact that I think uh, opportunity wise, I'm a huge opportunity guy for fantasy. Uh, he gets more of those opportunities, but I think Rashad Penny, uh, mostly just because I'm going to fade away from Jacksonville's defense. You kind of said it. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't trust. I don't trust uh, going up against Jacksonville. It's tough sledding New Orleans, their defense they're not terrible. I'm not going to say that New Orleans defense is terrible, but it isn't what it used to be. And you can yeah. definitely move the ball. Uh, and Penny has been 
a hit and miss guy, but when he hits, he hits. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll go with Penny this week. Had pretty close to 30 points last week. He outscored. So that's, that's who we're going to go with. Geno Smith is completing like 77% of his passes. It's great. He's, he's thrown 30 incompletions in 132 attempts, which is insane. Yeah. yeah it goes back to last week when I was so high on him. And yeah, I, I'm sitting here with Tom Brady or Geno Smith this week in one league. Uh, might lean Geno Smith again. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> My DK would like a word, I guess. There you go. Uh, all right. So wide receiver position, CD lamb or Marquise Brown. Who's going to get more fantasy points. Both guys coming off back to back 20 point weeks. This is the last week for Marquise Brown. I think to be able to get this kind of stat line with D hop coming back the week after, but CD lamb going against the Rams Brown going up against the Eagles. Yeah, and Rondell Morris, second game back. Is he going to get more involved now? Hollywood Brown is questionable. I don't know if that's just procedural or not, but it makes me a little bit worried, so I'll go with CD. Yeah, I got to go with Lamb as well. Um, I don't like that we're picking mostly the same. I, I thought in these we'd have some difference, but, uh, yeah, CD Lamb, I, I talked about him in my DFS. Uh, I can't go against him if I'm picking him there. So, yep. now – we're going to get into a pretty tricky situation. Uh, the Tampa Bay wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin is uh, actually projected more than Mike Evans this week. <laughs> Don't know where that is coming from, but who's going to have more targets? Both of them had 10 last week, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. Hmm. Targets, 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 targets. See, that's interesting because I feel like Godwin's more down the field. Evans is more red zone. Um, I'll go Evans just because I I think, yeah, I don't understand that projection. He was projected low last week, and he still popped off and broke that again. I think that's – I'll go with Mike Evans. I'm going to go with Godwin. Historically, Godwin is more of the target guy for getting down the field, and then Mike Evans more the red zone guy. Uh, And being that it is just the target line – uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily the fantasy points, touchdowns, anything like that. Uh, I like Godwin a little more to just be more of, hey, I'm, I'm open, throw me the ball yep. type of guy. So yep. that's the what I'll go with there. But, uh, you know, it looks like at least fantasy-wise, it's starting to look on the up and up for uh, all of Tampa Bay's offense. So, yeah, yeah. It'll be, okay. be fun to see. Hopefully we've been waiting for this payoff for a while. Uh, right. The tight end position, Pat Fryermuth or Kyle Pitts, who's going to have more <laughs> receiving yards. Uh, I'll, I'll start here. I, I like Fryermuth, but I just hate that he's going up against the Buffalo defense. And I love Kyle Pitts. I just hate uh, everything Falcons-related play calling. Uh, they, they just don't, don't want to get Kyle Pitts the ball. I don't understand it. They did it one week. They won the game. And then yeah. they're like, ah, ah we're, we're done with you, Pitts. Just – Go back to where you were because uh, Arthur Smith, right? That's their head coach, doesn't like. To oh, yeah. Oh, Arthur. <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, da, 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 da. I'll go with the Muth being loose. Um, Pitts, uh, I, I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's baffling. People were selecting him in the <laughs> he was going so high in drafts. I, I could not believe it. Um, yeah, give me Friar Muth. Well, it makes sense. I mean, he is a great talent if you get them the ball, but they're just not doing it. And as much as I hate to pick somebody going up against a good defense, 
like I was talking about George Pickens himself yeah, and Pickett. George Pickens, they both were over 50% of the target share for Kenny Pickett. So it's going to be hard to go against Pat Fryermuth. Um, and Deontay Johnson's been so disappointing. I mean, just to vent about him for a little, that's, it's like, come on, you know, will he get going or is it the changing of the guard in Pittsburgh? Must be because uh, I don't, I don't know how much he had last week, but uh, I know no, one terrible. of my buddies, yeah. One of my buddies who had him texted me and goes, where the hell's Deontay Johnson? All year. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll finish up with Gerald Everett or Dallas Goddard. Who's going to have more fantasy points. Everett's been a sneaky fantasy play in that chargers offense. He's uh, like, I mean, is Keenan Allen, maybe, you know, his status up there. Does he take away some of Everett's touches? Yeah. He's man. I, I think I picked him up off waivers week two or something. He's been like the lone bright spot in my one and three lineup, which somehow is cup chasing Herbert and his one and three. Uh, I have no running backs. I running back. This week, my two running backs are Mostert and Edmonds. I'm rolling oh, them both out. I've got the doll. I'm basically the Miami Dolphins here with Herbert at quarterback. Um, it's disgusting, but give me uh, Everett there for fantasy purposes. I'm going to take uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, I, again, got him in my DFS. Can't go against it because no, no, yeah, I'd be rooting two different ways if, if uh, I took Everett there. But yeah, it's. It's tough. Uh, you know, you got Mike Williams, who you would expect to consistently every week get 20 points. Uh, yeah. He finally did last week. But like I texted you, guess where he was? Sitting on my bench. And Josh <laughs> yeah. Jacobs, guess where he was? Sitting on my bench. I, mean, mm. I, I just I'm making all the wrong decisions, it seems like. And, you know, it's reflecting in my what two and seven record right now for <laughs> overall fantasy. So hey, there's always a new week. Getting tough, but that is it for today, guys. Thanks to Dylan Corbett for being here. Um, check in to my next show. Both will be up today, the game day podcast, uh, and then catch me on Dylan's show. You can follow him, Dylan underscore Corbett, everywhere. Uh, but thanks for being on today, Dylan, and we'll see you on your show. <laughs>